0: This week's episode is brought to you by Screencastify. Millions of people use Screencastify to record, edit, and share videos. Visit Screencastify.com to see what all the hype is about and start your free account today. That's Screencastify.com. There's all this buzz these days about NFTs. Suddenly we're hearing about a video clip of LeBron James dunking a basketball selling for hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and artists like Beeple selling a JPEG for $69 at auction, I think it went for. I have to admit, this is a tech trend that is taking me a while to wrap my mind around. But on today's podcast, we're going to meet a couple of students and a teacher who are going to help explain how they are using NFTs and how they could have big implications for education. At EdSurge, we tried something a little different for this story, too. Partly because I wanted to understand this NFT stuff better, and frankly, because I thought it'd be kind of a fun experiment, I decided we should try to jump in um, here at EdSurge and sell an article as an NFT. You may have seen that puts us in good company. Um, other news outlets have been doing this too these days. Uh, the New York Times ended up selling a column about NFTs for $560,000. If you're curious about that experiment, go to edsurge.com and you can find our article about that. and. And you can even bid on the NFT, if you so please. We're going to do another episode in the future about how that all went. But for our purposes today, we're talking about how NFTs could impact education. And all you need to know is the basics, which go like this. NFTs, it stands for non-fungible tokens, which basically means that this tech lets you create a digital file that's one of a kind, that has coded into it proof of its authenticity as an original. NFTs use the blockchain, which is the same thing that makes Bitcoin and other cybercurrencies possible. And all this means that suddenly artists and collectors, they can buy, sell, or trade digital files just like they've always done for physical artworks or those baseball cards that you might have traded as a kid yourself. Many of these digital files may only end up being worth a small amount. But in some cases, we are hearing about these big dollar signs around NFTs, and people hope this will just continue to increase in value. To be really clear, I am not endorsing this tech or not. Um, I'm a journalist just trying to see what this could mean and think about the issues it raises. And in doing my research, I definitely saw a lot of skepticism. Um, There are some experts that feel like this is a bubble or kind of a house of cards that's value is really only because people kind of believe it has this value. And if the public moves on to some other new trend, will it hold up? The people I have met experimenting with these NFTs, though, they're true believers. And they see big disruptions coming because of this whole idea. One of the most approachable examples of NFTs is our first guest today, Carmen Aguirre. She's a medical student at the University of Minnesota. In her spare time, she has a second career as a digital animator and graphic artist. And people fly her out to do VJs for concerts and music festivals. She goes by VJ Neurite. I started by asking her, why she first got interested in nfts
1: well i heard a little bit of buzz about nfts but i was kind of had my nose up and wasn't really interested at first um i was the the real driving force so i'm an animator and an illustrator and the real driving force was i was in working in the emergency room with kids in the middle of the pandemic and I was noticing how the staff was treating poorly the kids that were coming in with mental health illness. And by poorly, I mean they were fighting over who had to take the um, the kids that had the mental health illness in terms of like, you know, oh, you take them. I don't want to take that patient. Um, they were complaining about having to deal with the patient's Um, they were complaining about the symptoms that they were displaying, uh, and they were not meeting those children with the compassion that they really needed, especially given the fact that they had finally found the strength to come forward and say they needed some help. So that really, what's the nice word uh, to describe it without using a square one, pissed me off and frustrated me. and. I channeled a lot of that energy into art because I didn't really know any other way to do so. So that is when I started making art about mental health and I um, learned about NFTs and I thought that potentially NFTs could be a really good platform, not only to um, put my art out, but to raise some money for charity
0: Now, as a grad student, she had not really felt able to give much to causes in the past. But suddenly she had this new stream of income.
1: I thought, what a great opportunity to raise some money for charity because I've never had that opportunity. Because um, prior, I've been paid for client work and not really made enough um, to be able to donate to charity. So I think in this situation, I was like, well, I have nothing You know, I was never planning on making this money in the first place. This is all extra money because it's just in addition to everything I'm doing uh, elsewhere. And I can take a percentage of it that I immediately take out and give to charity. So that's what I decided to do. And um, as far as how much I've donated to charity, I'm not sure. But I've definitely sold over $10,000 in artwork um, in a few months. So and that's exciting. So Yeah. I mean, I think it will keep growing. Uh, and, um, one of my most recent drops, uh, were 30 monsters. It's been less than a week and I've sold half of them. So, and you know, that was pretty exciting, um, to just watch the sales come in like multiple of them a day. So I'm pretty stoked about that.
0: Describe that, um, group of artwork and kind of what people buy when they buy one.
1: Um, So that project is the emotion monster project. I made uh, 30 different monsters uh, that are each a different emotion. And the entire goal of the project is really to raise awareness about communicating about our mental state and mental health. Specifically, the monsters are very cutesy and um, they are meant to be inviting and friendly. And they the application of how I see them being applied Uh, Outside of the NFT community is in children, uh, people who are trying to overcome language barriers and people who may have cognitive disability or people who do not communicate in traditional, um, you know, non visual ways. So um, the goal is to use them throughout um, clinical settings and other settings and try to get the monsters to be used for that, uh, because uh, being able to point to the way that you feel or how you're feeling is a lot easier than trying to describe how you're feeling. So that's a little bit about the background to the project. Um, That project uh, is raising money, Uh, 10% of it goes to a nonprofit and the other 90, uh, that one I talked about, and the other uh, 90% I'm putting into a fund that I'm going to use uh, to work on a children's book about mental health as far as the NFTs um, I sell the monsters as one of ones which means uh, one copy no one else will uh, be able to own any part of that um, and that person solely will own that specific monster. Um, I uh, Also it comes with it's so they're animated and they come with derivative rights which means that an artist can take um, that artwork and they can uh, make their own artwork from my artwork and sell that, uh, with a goal that anyone doing derivatives will donate 10% back to a, me- a mental health charity of their choice. Um, and I give them the link for, um, the mental health charity that I donate to so that, you know, if they want to do that one, they can, which is kind of fun.
0: That seems like a big difference between, you know, what you can do in NFTs and what you could do as an artist without NFTs. Is that fair?
1: yeah absolutely i think i would say so um i think nfts present a lot of a lot of things that we can't do as regular artists the biggest one being the fact that you I, i get to make my own art rather than make art for commission um so most illustrators most animators make their money by doing client work so um i get to make money not doing client work and making art that I want to make. And that's really the first opportunity that we see that for animators and illustrators that previously had to work at a company or work with a a client base.
0: And another thing that I think um, I've learned that I really wanted to help, have you help me explain maybe is um, the idea that once someone buys that one of one, you are not out of the, picture in the future sales like because of the blockchain and because of nft's technical backbone describe what happens next if let's say you know you know person a buys that monster one of those monsters and then a year later they sell it to me um do you like what happens then and how are you still involved with that
1: sure so based on um what you specify, you'll get a percent of the royalties of that sale. So the
0: original artist, the original
1: artist, will get a royalty percentage split from the, uh, sale. So that depends on the platform that you're minting on what that percent is. But, uh, on OpenSea, for example, you can specify up to 10%, I believe it is. So, um, Yeah, I would say it ranges around 15 to 5%. I asked her what
0: she saw as applications for NFTs in education.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing, well, I'm seeing a lot of different things. I'm seeing it being used to raise money for kids of disadvantaged areas. I'm seeing kids from disadvantaged areas get out of their families, help their family get out of their life situations by raising money through their artwork, which is incredible. Um, we're seeing kids that are coming to the space and raising money for their college funds. We're seeing application and education. We're seeing teachers actually teach about NFTs and getting their kids involved. I and mean, we're seeing a lot of things. We're seeing an opportunity for music classes, uh, to, uh, have a platform where they can put their music and their artwork out uh, in high schools and things of that such. So that's pretty neat because before that, you know, releasing on Spotify when you're, um, in a class isn't really, you're not very likely to be able to like get much attention for that as a high school student that's fresh. So it's kind of fun. Like there's definitely some really cool things with kids going on in, in the NFT community and it's fun to watch and I'm just, yeah, excited to get to be a part of it in any way.
0: After the break, we hear from a teacher who says NFTs could have an even more direct impact in the classroom. And he even tried an experiment with his own students. Stay with us. This week's episode is brought to you by Screencastify. Screencastify is easy to use for teachers at any skill level and students at any age. It was developed by a team of former teachers and administrators, so they know how to deliver the best tools and support for educators at every level. Visit Screencastify.com to see why Screencastify is the go-to video solution in more than 70% of U.S. school districts. That's Screencastify.com. Now back to the episode. Our next guest is an educator who's been thinking a lot about NFTs. It's Beau Brennan, who teaches a personal finance course at Oaks Christian School, a private high school near Los Angeles. And he thinks that these tokens can be used for more than just collections and digital art. He wrote an op-ed that argues that NFTs could one day replace diplomas or resumes. It turns out this teacher recently experimented with how that might go with the high school
2: class he teaches. So I called him up to ask him about it. And so what I what I did was, is I kind of, I pitched it to, to the class a little bit, kind of explaining kind of where my, my head was at in terms of, The use case of these NFTs. And the way that I kind of framed it was hey, you know, here you are, you're taking this personal finance course, and there's certain deliverables that you need to complete in order to uh, complete it satisfactorily. Um, What do you think about being issued an NFT as a result of completing this course? And this would be something that you would earn. This is something that. This is beyond outside of just getting a grade in a class. This is something that's very unique. Um, it's something you earn. No one can take it away from you. Uh, there's there's accountability attached to it. It's kind of on this, this digital ledger. And the other side of it was, I, I said, you know, because I want you to take ownership of your education, I'm just as involved in this. And I, I want you to... Issue me an NFT if you feel that the content that I promised to deliver you was on par with what the promise was. What did the students think of all this?
0: Mr. Brennan brought one of those students along, Atticus Anderson, to share his reaction.
3: It was amazing. I've I've always been interested in uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, and, and, and at that time I was, I was thinking about how we could apply this. And I was hearing about these NFTs that would sell for insane amounts of money. And, and I was thinking there's gotta be another use for this. And Mr. Brennan mentioned to me how this could be used as a, uh, as a, as almost a transcript. And, and I've had issues with my own transcripts where they, they've gotten messed up or they've been misprinted and. And when you have something that's permanently on, the, on a digital ledger, um, um, the, the applications are endless. Uh, like, like he said, I, it was definitely motivating to, uh, to me to have, have a, a token that represents all of my classes that I can show off and and helpful for him because I could rate his performance on, on a token that he can now show to his future employers, etc. So so, I was stoked to hear this idea, and as soon as he suggested it, uh, uh, we got right to it. So the class did it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so we 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 ran it, and so what I did is um, I've never minted an NFT before, and so I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I get to learn something new, and we'll see how complicated this is because it sounded very complicated, but um, it surprisingly was was really easy to kind of figure out and do. I I used OpenSea to do it, and I just. I made some, you know, little little graphic representing our personal finance class. I kind of wrote the uh, the roster of the students who had kind of completed the the syllabus well into the markdown, and then minted the exact amount of students in the class. And uh, for any student that would want to have that NFT, I could just kind of transfer it um, to their wallet. Then Atticus, that student. Worked
0: with the class to make an NFT for the professor, and what grade did they give him?
3: Oh, Mr. Brennan got a great grade on his, on, on the token. Uh, I spoke to the other classmates, and uh, and we all decided uh, uh, to grade him accordingly.
0: How did it? What is it? I mean, is that something we can go see? How would I look? How would how would somebody you know see that then?
2: Yeah, Mr. Brennan. So on you know, as I mentioned with the NFT that I issued, everyone who satisfactorily completed the course, they're in the markdown. Their name's in the markdown as a roster. So conversely, Atticus put that score as embedded within the NFT that I was issued. So you can kind of see that. And so this is a work in progress, but to just kind of keep it very simple, the idea was, you know, the par of, of one would be, you know, I met the expectations of delivering the course content in the syllabus, as I said, that I would. That would be a one. If I exceeded that, I went above and beyond that, then it'd be 1.25. And then if I kind of missed the mark, it'd be 0.75. And so then you just add up. It's just an average based on how many students are in there. So they just kind of cast their vote. Keeps it very simple. Um, less of that, oh, I don't know if the professor likes me. It's more just yes, but did did they deliver what they promised to deliver that they wrote up in the syllabus. And so, like I mentioned before, having all this stuff bundled together where you can look at the syllabus, you can see the score, you can see the students who took it, that would all be kind of accessible very easily, maybe on one kind of central site.
0: Okay, so they have these tokens now. But how does this teacher imagine that students would one day show these
2: around to anyone, or how could this help them? So you would kind of have almost like a central repository, Almost a trophy case or a bookshelf of kind of all of your experiences. Again, whether that's in an institutional setting or if you were to uh, take a course online, um, you know whether it's enrichment or anything else that maybe isn't associated with anything. And you can kind of have this repository all kind of listed here where you can kind of show your collection of different educational NFTs and experiential NFTs that that you have there. And the way that I kind of thought through this was that you know, part of it would have the the syllabus attached to each of these. So this almost kind of becomes almost a resume 2.0 in a way, where now I can kind of take a look, you know, and let's say it's Atticus, I can look and I can see all the different courses and classes and experiences he's taken um, that he's chosen to take. And I can actually look and see what sort of content he actually learned. And then obviously, you know, with the other side of the a uh, teacher or professor being issued an NFT, you can kind of see how there's accountability there. And you can kind of see how well that that course was executed. And so, so from, from one standpoint, um, you know, beyond just the idea of maybe the gamification side of it, of kind of collecting these tokens and experiences and taking ownership of it, I also like the idea that this could be a really innovative way to recruit, um, to recruit students or to really kind of understand um, their interests, uh, their skill sets. And uh, that could be something that's really helpful down the road. So that's that's one kind of component that I could see um, with the education kind of NFTs being used as, you know, like I said, like a, a resume uh, 2.0. Now, we've actually written
0: previously about other experiments in redesigning the transcript, and there are companies doing this, and some of them use the blockchain in other ways other than nfts or others don't use the blockchain at all but do a simpler method of digital watermarking and digital transcripts and maybe nfts may turn out to be kind of overkill for this particular use case but brandon argues that using nfts taps into this emerging trend that many students are curious about and that it can help build community
2: in a class i think it's it's so student friendly it's fun i mean you're you're it's human nature to kind of want to collect things and, and, and there's, there's a meaning behind it. Like this is, you, you, you took this class and, and you had this experience. And so I think there's that side of it. It's something, um, that you, that you collect and you can kind of look at and kind of see all of this as opposed to just maybe a dry smart contract of a transcript or whatever. But the other side of it too, is I love the, the community side of it where, know the students kind of decide all right what are we going to design for our our teacher what are we going to put together um for our nft and so there's kind of this this two side to it there's accountability to it but it also kind of creates this this learning community where again that idea of of taking ownership of your education taking ownership of, of of your learning so that's that would be in my mind i think it's just a little bit more student friendly and kind of fun and maybe creates a little bit of of community as a result of it. Like, ah, uh, this is yeah. We we kind of you know because you know how it is in a class. You you develop your own kind of inside jokes and language. And I think that's something that's just so fun that that can kind of come out on these that you can kind of look back and you know you're in on it. Maybe no one else knows what this represents, but but that's special to you.
3: Atticus, does that ring
2: true to
0: you?
3: Yeah, I I agree. I think the unique nature of each NFT. It's not just some random, some random picture given out by by Mr. Brennan and that I'm reciprocating. It's something that that I'm putting time into, and that my friends in my class are putting time into, and and it, it kind of represents the experience we had. And I know the one that that Mr. Brennan sent me. Um, I uh, it, I think it should be different for every single year, and I think that's what he plans on doing. And so I'll never have won anything like it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I totally I totally agree with, with what he was saying. It definitely is kind of a community thing with both my classmates and my teacher.
0: So I told Mr. Brennan and his student that Ed Surge was planning to sell our article about NFTs as an NFT. And I just had to ask them if they thought we had a shot of making some big bucks.
2: Hey, you, you, you never know, right? And and I think you said it. I mean, this is, this is the, the the beautiful part of it. It's like the best way... To learn about it is to just do it and and see see what happens. And so, of course, I, I think I think so. I mean, there are those who want to support. You know, everyone has like their own kind of motive for why they collect NFTs. And some of it's financial, some it's to to be su- to support others, support artists, uh, to support uh, nonprofit journalism. So I I I'd say um, of course, shoot your shot.
3: Yeah. Right. I- if, if, a, if a Nyan Cat GIF can sell for almost $600,000, I think, I think you've, got a, you've got a pretty good chance in the market.
0: Well, we'll see. And we'll definitely let you all know how it goes. This has been the Ed Surge Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and take a minute to give us a rating or a review. Or tell a friend. And if you're curious about the EdSurge NFT, head over to our show page at edsurge.com to find out more about it, and you could even use your cryptocurrency to bid on it. This episode was written and produced by me, Jeff Young. I'm on Twitter at JR young. We'll be back next week with more on the future of learning. Thanks for
2: listening.